little, little, little. Sorry about that, folks. I was just getting myself organised. I know what you're thinking. Where is she? <laughs> we can hear the Queen of Sheba. Where's Denise? She's here. She's here. Here I am. How are you, darling listener? Have you wrapped up warm because the temperature's going to plummet tonight? Single figures only. I'm afraid I've got uh, I've got more layers on than you can shake a stick at. I'm doing a passable, passable impersonation of the Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> I was in I was in the supermarket before I came in. I thought I'll get myself some nice soup from uh, the supermarket because I sometimes make my own, but I haven't had a chance. I've been rather busy. And there I am, sort of wrapped up, as I say, passable impersonation of Pillsbury Doughboy, walking around there, getting me soup and everything. And there's a bloke in there in a pair of shorts. I'm thinking, buddy, what are you doing? I felt like taking my scarf and letting him have it. But I thought, no, no, if you're stupid enough to walk out in a pair of shorts in this weather, don't let me stop you. Honestly, I do envy people that have got that amazing thermostatic thing going on because I most certainly do not. Anyway, enough about me and my num- numerous vests, as uh, my regular listener will tell you I have copious amount of. What have we got for you tonight? Well, we've got all the usual, haven't we? We've got our lovely Holy Trinity and uh, our big start, our quiet finish and everything else in between. Hope you're going to love it. And I have to say, I was... Um, I was at a, I was pressed to think which one of these these first three to put in first. I thought which is the loudest, and I've got to say, there's not much to choose between them. But let's go with this one to start with.
dear. Big start and big finish there <laughs> from the guy himself, Tchaikovsky, of course. And that was the fourth movement of his symphony number no. four. Daniel Barenborn was conducting the Chicago Symphony Orchestra. I've got a bit of a theme for the first four um Four or five, is it one, two, three, four, four, five, five pieces of music? Because, of course, it is America's um, Thanksgiving Day, isn't it, today? Strange, isn't it? They've got Thanksgiving. And then next thing you know, Christmas. It's a good job they don't do bonfire nights as well, isn't it? They'd never be, uh, they'd never be stopped partying because that, that comes hot on the heels of Halloween, which, of course, is a really big thing in uh, the States, isn't it? Anyway, so uh, the first few pieces I've, I've picked, deliberately picked um, American orchestras, to uh, play our beautiful music for us. So there we go. Chicago Symphony Orchestra kicks us off and that's pretty loud, isn't it? And like I said, I wasn't quite sure which of these first three to put on as the loud piece at the beginning. So they're all they're all loud. Sorry. Well, I'm not apologising. It's always loud at the front of my show. And if you're tuning in at eight o'clock, you know that, which means that you must love it. Why wouldn't you? Thank you. 
deary me. <laughs> oh, that was that was loud and fast, wasn't it? I'm almost apologetic for that. Almost, but not too much. Because you can't be, can you? So that was Berlioz's Hungarian March. There's always a few, isn't there? Who else has got Hungarian March? Brahms has got one, hasn't he? And I've got a sneaking suspicion that Vorschach's got one. He's coming up in a minute. And I'm going to say that I lied a minute ago because I thought I'd only lined up four American um, orchestras and a half because that was the Royal Phil. <laughs> oh, Frank Shipway was conducting. I'll get back together in a minute because I'm going to play uh, an American orchestra now. And this is this is fast and furious. It is fast, a bit of catchaturian. And get your knives out. Yes, it's a sabre dance. a fantastic piece of music isn't it fast and furious i think i've opened the show on that one on more than one occasion it's to sort of get you going (laughs) did it who knows i don't know you can tell me if you like you can text me 07565 825041 or you can email me studio at sidvalleyradio.co.uk or you can click on the little box on our website and let me know did that get you going (laughs) yes denise can we quickly fast forward to the second half of the show and it gets a bit quiet and no we can't I'm sorry, you've got to stay the whole distance. That was the Hollywood Bowl Symphony Orchestra. Who knew there was one? Well, you do now. (laughs) Who knew there was that? Hollywood Bowl Symphony Orchestra. Oh, dear, dear, dear. And after having such an exciting name, Alfred. 
Alfred Newman is the guy that conducted it. You'd have expected it something like Buddy something or other, wouldn't you, for the Hollywood Bowl Symphony Orchestra. But no, Alfred Newman was the guy <laughs> conducting. I wonder if his mates call him Fred or Alf. Who knows? Who knows? I've got a friend called Alfred, and we, I just call him Alfred. He gets the full he gets the full name because he's. Do you know you, you know someone, and you think um, you know if you ever meet a David, you know they're a David, don't you? You just you would never call them Dave or a Patrick. You'd never call him Pat. Uh, well, my friend Alfred, you'd never call you'd certainly never call him Alf, and you'd never call him Fred either. He's definitely Alfred. So uh, it's interesting how, how some people, they, they wear their names in a certain way. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, my name's Denise, but I've been called all sorts in my life. No, 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 please do not text in the things that you think. <laughs> if I haven't been called them, I should have been called no. But um, I'm one of five children, and uh, I think one day we all decided that we we're just going to call ourselves by our initials. And of course, mine stuck. <laughs> Everybody else just went back to their real names. And I just got stuck with D. So a lot of people just call me D. I don't care what you call me, to be honest. I am not that precious about my name. It's still me. Was it was it a bit of uh, Shakespeare? A rose by any other name would smell as sweet. Well, that's me. Smelling sweetly here at Sid Valley Radio from 8 till 10 every Thursday. And I'm not the only person that smells sweetly in here because... Um, We've got loads of great presenters. Um, we've got the wonderful April. I'm going to say I'm going to give a shout out to our wonderful April who does the high energy dance show on a Friday because I was, I was suffering with my shoulder last week and she fitted me in. She's a, she's a wonderful chiropractor. And uh, oh, I could barely move my arm and, and it was pins and needles and freezing cold. There was something definitely going on there. And it'd been like that for ages. And I've been trying all sorts of yoga, the lot, none of it. Anyway, bless her little heart. Within five minutes, you know, it was good. And then I went to see my wonderful soft tissue therapist, Tanya, who, um, if you get in touch with me, I'll give you her number. She's brilliant. And I saw her yesterday and the lingering tingling, there was a tiny bit left because, I mean, I think I damaged my shoulder that badly. Um, April had done the best she could, but Tanya did the soft tissue stuff, which uh, April doesn't. She, she lines your bones up. She does this thing. She even lines up the bones in your fingers. How does that work? She's amazing. And, um, and, and I have to say, I feel a whole lot better. So you've got to look after yourself, folks, you do. So, um, so I'm running around like a spring chicken at the moment. You'd be delighted to know. But I wasn't running around to that piece of music by Katjurian. So I think this is our last loud one, super loud one. Um, well, it's pretty loud. Shall I just get on with it? I'll go on then.
Dvorak, Symphony Number no. Eight in G Minor, and you were um, sorry, G Major, uh, third movement, and you got away lightly there because that's the first time I've played Marin Alsop's version of it. She was conducting the Baltimore Symphony Orchestra, so back with the American thing. Because um, there's plenty of orchestras, and I didn't listen all the way through to this one, so my apologies. So it did finish quite lively at the end. So I was setting you up for a big start. And it goes... Now, a lot of orchestras, the, the, the conductor makes a big thing of that, um, that, that note when you come in on the... That, that one. Well, I can't sing it well, but you know what I mean. And she didn't. And is it, is it because Marin's sort of quiet? I think she's isn't she Scandinavian or something. Maybe they don't go for the big showy, big note in uh, that piece of Orzhak. Anyway, it's still a great piece of music, isn't it? Maybe not super duper loud, but that's okay. And we've got our last American um, orchestra coming right up now. The Seattle Symphony under Ludovic Merlo is going to play us some lovely foray. We don't often see foray this end of the show. Normally he comes in towards the end when it's a bit quieter, when it's, you know, lovely and warm and fuzzy. But we've got him at the beginning, well, close to the beginning, just for a change.
Oh, great stuff there from Fari, the gavotte from the Mask and Burger Mask Suite. Just lovely stuff. So I didn't finish off, did I? I mentioned um, I was, I was going to wax lyrical about all, all our lovely presenters here on Sid Valley Radio. Mentioned mentioned uh, April then got lost in a flurry of about my shoulder because it's all about me, isn't it? <laughs> Sorry, it isn't all about me. It's all about you, lovely listener. So um, who else can you listen to? Well, we've got some amazing folks, don't we? We've got the lovely Gavin, who does the Cowboy Show before me on a Thursday, but does five other shows throughout the week, including his listener's choice at the weekend. So go and have a look, see what's going on there. We've got the, the lovely Anthony does his jazz show on a Wednesday. We've got our little folky chaps that do the stuff on a Monday. There's loads of something for everyone. And if you can't tune in at the time that they are live, then you can, including mine, you can download us all on podcast and listen to us whenever and wherever you like. So why don't you go and have a look? There's loads of stuff. Were you there last weekend for the switch on of the lights in Sidmouth? They look very beautiful this year, don't they? Very beautiful. Sadly, I wasn't there because I, was, um, I was in... Oxford actually at the time they were switching the lights and I was actually in Hampshire (laughs) and then I went up to Oxford where my son lives and uh, it was his 30th birthday I know I don't look old enough to have a 30 year old son but hey ho it's amazing what a facelift will do for you and um and I had a lovely weekend and my other son came over from uh, Egham on Saturday and we had a lovely lunch out in Oxford and it was a really nice day out so I was like shopping actually because they've got uh, I used to live in Oxford and um, so I really, really love it there. And they've got that amazing bookshop, Blackwell's, the independent bookshop. And it's, it's just enormous. It's like it's, it's, it's just like a normal shop front. And you think, oh, nice bookshop. And then it just keeps going. It's like enormous. And they've got this huge cavernous basement, which is on several levels. It's just oh, it's just amazing place. And I could just go in there and you know get lost because uh, I love a book, me. I do love a book. I do a lot of reading. Anyway, enough about books. Let's have some more music. And what have I got for you now? Oh, yes, a bit of Albanoni. Everyone loves a bit of him, don't they? And he's, he's always great with his oboe concertos. And there's nobody better, is there, for uh, an Albanoni oboe concerto than Heinz Holliger, Holliger, Holliger. I'll get it right in a minute. Heinz Holliger and his backing group, E Musici. <laughs> Thank you. 
a very happy piece of music isn't it i love heinz holliger i always want to put an n in there and call him hollinger (laughs) but it's not it's holliger and he's very lovely ah now oh i love a bit of schubert as you all know and anyone that listens to me on a regular basis will know that i wax lyrical about his fifth symphony and i'm treating myself (laughs) it's not even christmas yet although i'm hearing christmas music ever and on the radio as well normally they they sort of push it off to december don't they but i'm starting to hear christmas music on the radio and i'm thinking it's it's too soon i love christmas but i think you know can we keep it in december but you know it's what it is isn't it um and it's just don't we just need a little injection of happiness now and if we want to bring christmas forward just you know six weeks out then let's (laughs) hey ho so anyway i've treated myself to um the second, sorry, the third movement of Schubert's Fifth Symphony. So the, the opening one is one of my favourite pieces of his. Da, 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 that one, but that's not what we're going to hear now, because that's the first movement. The Vienna Philharmonic under Karl Bohm are going to do the lovely third movement, which is the minuet, just for you.
Oh, just great stuff there. Gotta love Schubert's Fifth Symphony. I do. And, and I always say it, don't I? He, he wrote that when he was 18, which meant that he wrote four previous symphonies before he was 18. They didn't have an Italian in those days, did they? <laughs> oh, dear, 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 dear. I'm almost ashamed of myself. So should I have a bit of something from the telly? Talking of the telly. Um, yeah, let's do that. And this is a great piece of music, isn't it? Carl Davis. And this was, um, it's a classic, isn't it? Pride and Prejudice with Colin Firth and uh, Jane. I'm not Jane, what's her name? Ely, can't remember her first name. Sorry, I'm just having a, a moment. Um, but yeah, Jennifer, thank you. Ely. <laughs> so yes, we are going to meet the family, which was the main theme for the Pride and Prejudice from the BBC. Thank you. 
That's gross, isn't it? The BBC Concert Orchestra, allegedly. It says that, and then it says Royal Philharmonic Orchestra on it as well. So I don't know, but either which way, Carl Davis was the guy that wrote it, and I'm going to credit him with conducting it as well. But you can pick your orchestra on that, because obviously um, they can't make their minds up. (laughs) Who knows? I don't. Anyway, what can I say? I used to love watching that programme. I had it on video. I don't think I've got it now, but it's going to be on Netflix or somewhere, isn't it? Oh, Mr. Bennett. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Time for a dance. I, I do love a dance. I do get you going, don't I? Normally a waltz this time of the night because you don't want uh, anything ridiculous, do you? You don't want a tango or anything this time of the night because we're about halfway through the show and things will start to sort of get a bit calmer. Well, they already have, haven't they? We haven't got the... Uh, sabre dance like we had before the Cachaturian but this is a great piece of music it's uh, from uh, Lehar and he just he wrote lots of waltzes didn't he and here's his gold and silver one because you know a bit of sparkle very nice
the Slovak Radio Symphony Orchestra there. And that was, again, an exciting name for the orchestra, Michael Dittrich. Was the um, was the was the conductor not such an exciting name, Michael? Try harder. <laughs> I shouldn't be so rude, should I? It's very naughty of me. But anyway, the Golden Silver Waltz by Franz Lahar. So um, I've just been talking to the boss, and my, my, my mind's been ever so distracted. I'm thinking about uh, the Christmas stuff because um, the Valley Radio are going to be down. Is it next weekend? Friday? Right. Next Friday? Doing the, is doing the uh, is it the light switch? No, the light switch done and what is it? The late night shopping, that's it. My apologies. I, I should be there, actually, being a member of the Chamber of Commerce. I might well be there. Can't guarantee it because <clears throat> life's a bit busy at the moment and I'm trying to keep the economy going. <laughs> so I've been working some long hours. So we'll see how we get on. But, um, but yes, and we had, the, um, we had the light switch on last week, didn't we? And then we've got late night shopping and it's all very exciting. So Sidmouth's looking lovely and the shops are making an effort, aren't they, with their lovely displays. So go and have a look. Fields in particular always puts on a good show. First of our Holy Trinity now, and because uh, here we are halfway through the show, we haven't had a Holy Trinity member yet, and it's Mozart first up, and um, it's a flute concerto in number two in D, in D major. This is a third movement of that, and Alphonse Gruber is backed up by the Munich Symphony Orchestra.
Gotta love a bit of Mozart. Henry Adolf was conducting the Munich Symphony Orchestra, as I mentioned earlier on. A bit of Mozart flute and harp. Love it. So, um, well, let's have the second of our Holy, Sim- Holy Trinity now, because we might as well. <laughs> You don't have, it's, they're, like, they're like buses, aren't they? You don't get a Holy Trinity uh, song for a piece of music for ages and two turn up one after the other. So this is a bit of Beethoven now and this is his symphony number eight and this is the third movement from that. Thank you. 
beat it, but I say for the sip, everything does. Can't beat a bit of Beethoven. That's almost like um, I, I, one of those tongue twisters. When I had uh, the boys when they were tiny, I had this um, poetry book or you know nursery rhymes, and there was the Betty bought, butter bought some butter, but she said the butter's bitter. If I put it in my batter, it will make my batter bitter. And then on it goes like that. So lots of bees. So you can't beat a bit of Beethoven, can you? <laughs> when we were at rehearsal last night for um, Simmons Choral Society, our, our music director, our uh, temporary music director, but soon to be permanent music director, David Davis. Let me tell you a bit more about that in a minute. He had us doing something, what was it? Proper copper coffee pot. That's right. And he had us going up and down the scale saying proper copper coffee pot, which was interesting. And some people could do it and some people couldn't. Hey ho. Uh, anyway, let's let's fill you in. You are the first to know. First to know, dear, darling listener, first to know that we have engaged our lovely new um, musical director, David Davis. And if you want to know how good he is, go and check out his bio on any Google or Bing or whatever it is your search engine. The guy is talented. And we are very, very fortunate to have him and uh, very, very excited to to be working with him. He won't be able to conduct our carol event on uh, the 9th. It's not the published programme that we were hoping to run, but unfortunately we did find ourselves without a musical director halfway through the term, most unexpected. Um, but we were very fortunate in that David is available for this month and will take us through rehearsals. Just, just, we're just going to be singing carols. We're charging a fiver in order just to cover our costs for the term, because we'd already committed to the church and everything else, so we, we needed to get a couple of quid in. But we've just literally said, anyone that wants to come, four o'clock on the 9th, come and sing carols with Sidmouth Choral Society. It's going to be lovely. And uh, children under 16 are for free, so do come. You'll have uh, refreshments half-time, um, some squash or something and a mince pie, so all included in the ticket. So do come along. It'll be a hoot and a half and uh, you'll know all the songs. You'll know all the carols. It's just going to be beautiful. So we're really looking forward to that. And we've been very fortunate that we've got a lovely, talented uh, musical uh, chappy called. I say chappy, that sounds dis- dis- disrespectful, doesn't it? But he's a very talented musician in his own right. Richard Burdett, who's relatively new to Sidmouth, only moved to Sidmouth a couple of years ago. And um, he's a, he's a, a music coach. He's uh, an accompanist. He's a very talented musician, and he's going to be taking us through those um, through those carols on the Saturday on the ninth. So do 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 come and join us. You'll probably see posters around town, and if you want to see what's going on, you can look at uh, the Sidmouth Choral Society website. Just go and put Sidmouth Choral into into Google, and up we will pop, and you can see what we're up to. But uh, looking forward to that immensely. I love I love a, a Christmas. Uh, carol event I just love singing carols it takes you back to when you were a kid doesn't it I think we're singing away in a manger you might not see me singing that I'll just be mouthing it because I can't sing it without crying Uh, it's a bit like abide with me I can't sing that without crying either and what's the other one you'll never walk alone I cannot sing that without booing my eyes out Anyway, this is Happy Classic, so we don't boo our eyes out here. Well, sometimes I do, you know, because I get a bit emotional, because sometimes the music just moves you, doesn't it? Here's something that's quite jolly, though. And it's another dancing track, but it's not actually a track to dance to. It's actually from, um, it's from a cartoon. Uh, it's one of those um, pixel, um, the, um, well, those cartoon type things that they do. It's, 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 you know, you know the one I mean. So it's all sort of, sort of like live animation, but it's not, you know. Anyway, it's from, um, Wall E and it's called Define Dancing. Well, have a go of defining it yourself while you listen to it. Mm-hmm. 
lovely, isn't it? Thomas Newman there was conducting a soundtrack orchestra for the film Wally Define Dancing. Now, it doesn't say that's a lovely piece of harp music, isn't it? And I often say, don't I, don't play enough harp. But that's delightful, but doesn't say who the harpist was. So who can we say? I can't think of anybody. That, oh, I know. What's his name? Oh, do you know what? I'm, I'm definitely having. <laughs> I'm definitely having a moment tonight. It'll come to me in a minute. Um, I'll tell you in a second. I'll, I'll look him up. In the meantime, this is the longest piece of music on the show this evening. Twelve minutes of um, fantasy, really. The tales of Scheherazade. And this is the tale of the calendar prince. Vasily Pachenko is going to be conducting the Oslo Philharmonic Orchestra. So this is 12 minutes of fun, really. So I just love those Arabian nights, don't you?
Oh, great stuff there. Fantastic tales. The Arabian Nights, Scheherazade, the tale of the calendar prince there. Xavier de Maestra. <laughs> You're thinking, what? That was the name of the harpist I couldn't remember a minute ago. I'm, I'm actually listening to um, a book on audio at the moment. Um, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. I don't watch a lot of TV unless I'm ironing or knitting. And so um, so when I'm bimbling around doing what I do, whatever that happens to be, I, I listen to either podcasts or I listen to books. I'm listening, reading this book. I'm not reading. I'm listening to this book at the moment. Um because I was doing a lot of driving last weekend, of course, up and down to Oxford. So I, I load up a book so that I can listen to that on, on the M5 and on the M4 and on the A34. And Dr. Peter Atia is he's a guy who's written a book about longevity. It's really quite interesting because here I was, you know, trying to reach for the name, you know, Xavier de Maestro, which had completely escaped me. And I've just, I've just been listening to um, his chapter on um, neurological deficiencies as you get older. <laughs> here I am. And, um, and he said, you know, just because you can't find your keys or you can't remember somebody's name, it does not mean that you've got a neurological disorder. I'm so pleased to hear that. <laughs> Because I don't know about you, I've always been dreadful with keys. So I've either had I've either had um, some form of um, dementia since I was nineteen or twenty. Because I, 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 I lose keys at a rate of knots. I've, I've even got as I walk into my house, I've got a little console table in my hallway, and I've got a bowl on there so that I can put my car key in there, and I so that I don't lose it. And I lose my cocky because I don't put it in the bowl. <laughs> but I've always been a bit scatterbrained like that. I'm, I'm always thinking of loads of different things at the same time. I'm not very good at focus. I suppose if uh, back in the day, if, if there had been um, a thing for us to be uh, measured on the way kids are these days, I'm, I'm, I'm completely convinced I would have been uh, declared ADHD or something like that. But as it is, scatterbrained was what we used to call it back in the day, and I'm still there now. I can focus, I can't, and I have to quite a lot with my job, but I do find it, um, it's not easy for me, and I do get quite exhausted by it. So if I have, if I meet a new client, as I work, and this is, this is not my day job, in case you thought that this is not my day job, I do keep the economy going. If I get a new client in, I cannot book in somebody else in behind them, or I've got to make sure that the rest of the day is is not anything too heavy because I find the whole taking in all that new information and staying totally focused on that client while I'm trying to get to know them and what their circumstances are. I find that really exhausting. I love it. I really love it because I'm a because I'm just dead nosy <laughs> and I love to feel hear about people. I love working with the, the general public. I find it fascinating. And uh, but it is when you're there trying to take everything in that they're telling you and sort of working through it in your head. It, it is quite tiring. So I, I know that I cannot book in anything else heavy behind that. So um, so I'll only ever book in one new client a day if I'm doing that. I'll, I'll certainly never book in two new clients in a day because I just wouldn't be able to, uh, the poor second client wouldn't have a clue. <laughs> I'd say, who are you? <laughs> so do you ever find things like that? Do you get a, a bit exhausted with new stuff? I mean, it's only it's only people because I, I do find people just so fascinating and I like nothing more than um, a bit of people watching. Best places to people watch are generally places where there's stress. So airports, railway stations, stuff like that, because there's people coming and going. They're, they're late for a train. They're late for, an, you know, they've lost their keys. They've lost their passport. They've lost their train ticket. And I've never seen that actually happen, to be honest. But um, it's that whole thing, isn't it? Stressful, isn't it, traveling? And it, I mean, it can be very enjoyable, but I do find they are the best places to people watch. And those that are bored while they're waiting for their train and those that are fed up because the train's late and all the rest of it. It's, it really is. It's uh, I just find that whole thing, the whole people watching thing, just lovely. 
Anyway, less of the waffle and let's have a bit more, bit of uh, Vivaldi. And he did a load of concertos, didn't he, for mandolin and or guitar. And here's one such. piece isn't it the mandolin concerto and see that was the first movement and Takashi Ochi was playing the mandolin now this is interesting the orchestra Paul Kearns was being conducted by that'd be Paul Kearns so <laughs> you don't often get people doing that name I think it didn't run a binge no I'm trying to think of somebody else that had the, an eponymous orchestra it'll come to me in a minute I can't I'm, I'm sure there's one or two English guys that have done that but it's the first foreigner I've come across that sounds almost pejorative, doesn't it? But what I mean is non-English person. But Paul Kuntz, K-U-E-N-T-Z. That's quite a lot of um, interesting. <laughs> K and Z, you don't get too many of those in one word, do you? Here we go, Arthur Rubenstein. Oh, I love a bit of Chopin. And uh, this is quite an old recording now. 1967, I was barely alive. A man barely alive. What was that from? A six million dollar man. Remember that? Oh, show me age. Um, yeah, Arthur Rubenstein, who is not the six million dollar man. He is just a fantastic um, pianist. But he's going to play Chopin's Nocturne Number no. Two in E flat major. Mm-hmm. 
that's gorgeous, isn't it? Chopin. He was such a such a talented, such a shy, shy man. Hey ho. A lot of the artists are, aren't they? They're always troubled, aren't they? Not all, always, but you know, you, you, he was one such, and so was um, Tchaikovsky, wasn't he? Very troubled at times. But we are grateful for their trouble because I don't think we'd have got the beautiful music that we would have done without it. <laughs> Sounds awful to say, doesn't it? But a lot of lovely music is written in pain, isn't it? Hey ho. Daniel Trifonov now is going to play a vocalese for us from uh, Rachmaninoff. So I think this is normally played. He's playing this on piano. It doesn't normally come on piano. But I've got something else in it next, which is normally on piano, which is going to be on classical guitar. So that's a little surprise for you in a minute. Don't go away.
gorgeous isn't it vocalise there from Rachmaninoff Daniel Trifonoff doing a wonderful job don't you think well we haven't got too much time left and I've got I've got four pieces to fit in I'm gonna have to pull out a couple I do want to play this because I think this is a great version of one of Debussy's arabesques and um, only played on piano sometimes played on harp by Xavier that we mentioned earlier on but Roxanne Alfaski is going to play this on Spanish guitar it's just an amazing version and I've been doing this recently haven't I taking pieces that are normally played on one instrument or were, or were originally meant for one instrument and they've been transcribed to another and, uh, and I think this is a great version of this piece of music what do you think?
delightful isn't it Roxanne Alfaski there with Debussy's Arabesque number one and we've only got time for half of our final member of our Holy Trinity now so we're going to have Bach's flute sonata in E flat major and um, played by Marina Piccini, Giao Luis and Douglas Laura so it just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me this evening I really hope that you'll join me next Thursday evening, 8 till 10. Happy Classics here on Sid Valley Radio. Good night.